0: to the Quarantine Players podcast. We are a group of writers, directors, and actors who had our productions canceled due to the pandemic. Each week, we'll read a new play and discuss it with a playwright, just like Shakespeare. We aspire to create new work during a
1: global pandemic. Welcome to the Quarantine Players. My name is AJ Campbell, I'm the founder. Tonight we have a very
0: interesting work for you by um, Chandler Hubbard, and uh, let's meet our cast. Hello everyone, I'm Katrina Carol-Lewis and I will be reading for Kim.
2: My name is Nancy Kent Golly, and I'm reading Corinne.
3: Hi everyone, I'm Adam Turk and I'll be reading the role of Mark Hansen. Hi there, my name is Aaron Orensky and I'll be reading for Dan.
4: Hi, I'm Addie Barnhart, I'm reading Patty.
5: And I'm Chelsea Burke. I'm going to be reading you state's directions. And this is Animal Control by Chandler Hubbard. Setting. A small office in the corner of the Carson County Pound. Clearly, this room has served multiple purposes over the years with counters, a rusted file cabinet, a fridge in the corner, and junk galore. There's probably more illumination creeping in from the windows than the than cast from the overhead light. Sparsely decorated, inoffensive accented by clutter and dander. A space heater huddles in the corner. A coffee pot simmers on a counter. A clock on the wall, one of its arms slightly bent. Maybe it works, probably it doesn't. A desk, small. A nameplate, Kim Hawkins, next to an archaic computer. Three chairs, two on one side of the desk, one on the other facing the door. None of them match. A faint current of barking dogs rolls underneath each scene, arcing into a crescendo and then fading at different times with no discernible pattern or symbolism behind it. The present, the South. Scene one, the prosecution. Kim sits in her seat, drinking from her coffee mug, the only thing in this room that's really hers. There's a picture of herself and three dogs on the mug. Her uniform is unflattering, but it gets the job done. She's nearly hidden behind the computer, files and paperwork on her desk. Landline phone to her ear, Kim rifles through paperwork, taking notes, sipping sipping coffee. Her fingers are in constant motion between the mug, the pen, and his dress ball. Yes, I understand. Yes, I hear you. Enter Corinne, 19. Corinne's uniform is a more casual version of the dress code. Kim motions for her to close the door behind her. I will get those documents faxed over to you today. Yes, sir. I just got back from patrol, so as soon as I... Okay, all right then. Kim hangs up the phone and looks up to see Corinne, who is now busy with her cell phone. Sorry about that. Someone from the county yelling at me about. Anyway, okay. Let's begin. You can take a seat. Hold on a second. Okay, you may proceed. I know this might feel weird, but we can get through it. It wasn't weird until you said it was weird. It's different being on the other side of the desk. It's just gonna be a whole
2: thing. Terrence used to always just email performance evaluation.
5: Terrence, let a lot of things slide. Things are going to be different now.
2: You should probably make this snappy. Allie took over and you know her attention span is shot. Oh. Corinne pulls out a
5: few post-it notes out of her pocket.
2: Calls for you. Why didn't you bring them to me?
5: I just did. You know, there is actual paperwork for calls. You're not just supposed to scribble these out on a post-it note.
2: Terrence never
5: made us do anything. Yeah, well Terrence isn't the boss anymore. I am.
6: Whatever you say, Kim. What does this say? Williams, or Wilkins, I
2: don't know. You were distracted again? Hey, at least I answered. Allie always just lets the
5: calls go straight to you. Which I will bring up in her evaluation. You two should field calls instead of being- I old. wasn't
2: on my phone. <laughs> I think he wants you to drive out to his farm, rabid raccoons, I think. Rabid something. Oh, that's, um,
5: uh, that's, uh, Wilson. Jim? Jim Wilson. Yeah, that sounds like it could probably be right. Oh, the farm is pretty far. I don't know when I'm going to fit that into my schedule.
2: Tell Owen to go. He loves crazy animal hunts. Owen called out sick.
5: Again. <sighs> I'll have to do it. Damn it. I've got to testify in an hour and a half. Uh, can, can you get a copy of the Palmer file sent to the courthouse? Sure thing, boss. <sighs> Great. What does this one say? Oh, it's that Patty's...
2: S. Something. same complaint as always well this time she's complaining because you didn't answer her last complaint i very politely told her your swamp but she was like my tax dollars at work blah blah i'm a single mother and i didn't have to waste my time on this
5: i will um deal with her somehow kim hopelessly searches through the files on her desk
2: what's her last name again f something she said it a long time ago, but she's always like, it's Patty, again, like I'm expected to remember. And she always says it like that,
5: again. No, she doesn't. It's got to be in the file cabinet.
2: Yo, take a deep breath.
5: I'm fine.
2: You're doing that stress headache face again. I know. It's okay, no need to freak out. Um, hey, look at this video I took. I was unlocking the kennel to take Molly for a walk, and the sun finally came out as so she was wiggling around. It's two, very cute, but I have a lot on my plate. Hey, just me. Go ahead. Take one task at a time. Review my performance. What's your system? Gold star? Day plus? Um,
5: there are some issues
2: we need to correct. Correct. Now, uh, work on together. Oh, like we're gonna fire someone. It should be Owen. He's always no,
5: not that kind of together. As in, I'm going to help you
1: get through them. Oh, you're you're serious? Issues with me? You're shitting me. Language,
5: please. There have been some complaints about antics at the front desk.
2: Complaints from who? Our visitors.
5: They don't know me. How come they gonna say
2: in my evaluation?
5: That's part of your job. You're the first face they see when they walk through the door. Yeah, lucky them. It's important that you give a good first impression. It's a simple attitude adjustment, something as easy as a smile. It's a conspiracy. I'm so nice to everyone. Corinne, there's even a write-up from this morning.
2: If it was that old guy with the cane, he was talking trash first.
5: You and Allie need to be doing a little less back-talking and a little more helping people.
2: Like who? The only other person who's come in today was that creepy old witch woman who always misspells dachshund on the form. Anyway. With the eye. I know who you're talking eye about. That follows you even when the other one doesn't. I know. Stop it. Sometimes I'll lean over in my chair a little bit to see if it follows me. Spoiler alert. It does. Mad <laughs> creepy. I hope you don't
5: say that to her face.
2: I would never. When she comes in, I can't help look her in the eye. Either
5: one. Why aren't you laughing? That's good stuff. I know you think it's funny, but talk like that can be harmful. I talk to people like they're human beings. Sometimes that means I gotta put them in their place. You should speak to people with compassion and respect. I do, if they deserve it. If you're not compassionate to everyone, you're not being compassionate at all.
2: Wow, Kim, deep. Thank you for helping me learn something today. Please don't take this personally. Easy for you to say. I thought we were friends. I'm walking a fine line.
5: This is part of my job now. I need to reframe all of my work
2: relationships. Whatever. If I'm such a lousy employee, why don't you just fire me?
5: Don't pout. You aren't lousy. See, you've got excellent ratings for your interactions with the animals. It almost balances out the um, indelicate nature of some of your human interactions. So put me back with the dogs full time, like I've asked. We need all hands on deck. So please put in some effort. So, uh, speaking of animal interaction, uh, how's the biology class going? deflection it's not deflection i tried asking you three times this morning yes because i was also deflecting answer the question great going great is it yeah you get your test back no why not
2: i didn't take the test what you were studying like crazy the other day i dropped the class corinne you can't keep doing this doing what Running away from anything challenging? That's not what I'm doing. That's what you
5: do. That's not even remotely. You're deflecting again.
2: Yeah, I'm really good at it.
5: Why did you drop?
2: I didn't have time to study. And if I dropped by a certain date, I could get a refund. So I did. And if you say I'm very disappointed in you, then I'm going to be very disappointed in you.
5: How have you, how do you have the right to be disappointed in me?
2: for being like every other adult I tell these things to.
5: Who else have you told? No one. So how do you know? They would say
2: they're disappointed in me and that's why I don't tell them.
5: Your dad doesn't know?
2: Is this interrogation part of the performance review? No, I'm just looking out for you. I don't need you to, I'm not your pet project. Just because you got promoted doesn't suddenly make you better than me. I'm just worried
5: about you. I was
2: short on rent, okay? The refund covered it. Are you even still enrolled this semester? It doesn't matter. It's a community college.
5: It's a joke. It's an important stepping stone. When I was your age, I was just like you. But when it came down to it, look, I'm not disappointed. I just don't want you to fall through the cracks.
2: If I'm going to do it, I want to do it right when I can actually put the time into it, okay?
5: I like the sound of that.
2: Wasn't that just so very adult of me?
5: You're impossible.
2: You know that? Yeah, I bet I finally got you to smile. Kim goes to the
5: fridge, pulls out a container of salad, and grabs a fork.
2: It's eating on the job? I'll be sure to note that on your performance review. Give me a break. I had to work through lunch. Better finish that before anyone walks in and catches you being a human. What's that mean? Please, Lord. I am Kim Hawkins, robot. <laughs> Welcome to my office. I'm not... I- I'm still getting the hang of this whole thing. That's not you, you don't have to act like that. Ugh.
5: And your whole tough guy act isn't an act? The phone rings, Kim answers. Uh, hey Allie, yeah, she's in my office. Tell her she's not getting any gold
1: stars either.
5: Sure, patch him through. What? Like, in person? Oh, uh, oh okay, just a minute, yeah, um, thanks. She puts the phone down in the cradle, Corinne stares. Yeah, um, uh, uh, let's continue this later. Someone is here to talk to me.
2: From the county?
5: No, some guy wants to talk to me. Um, something happened at the dog park.
2: And he just showed up here? Who does that?
5: This guy, apparently.
2: I'll go tell him to fill out the paperwork.
5: He specifically asked to speak to the supervisor.
2: All right, see you now.
5: Can you tell Allie to hold the calls while he's in here? I need to stay focused.
2: Sure. You ready or you want a minute?
5: No, it's fine. I'm fine.
0: Can you go get him? Sure. I'll be super polite.
5: Corinne exits. Kim notices the mess on her desk and quickly tries to rearrange it then realizes the salad hasn't been put away. The phone rings before she can make a move. Kim is caught. She glances at the door, unsure, and then answers. Carson County Pound, an animal? Uh, oh, hello, Mr. Gates. Yates. Uh, yes, um, no, I wasn't aware of, Ho- sir, sir, hold on. Uh, Mr. Yates, can you, hold? I'm not putting you on hold, I just need to, uh, could you repeat the address you were saying? Sorry, I didn't have a pin. Uh, Okay, yes. Corinne returns with Mark, dressed in something casually chic, messenger bag over his shoulder. Kim gestures for him to enter, but continues the phone conversation, doubly trapped.
1: She'll
2: be right with you, sir. Mark smiles
5: his thanks as Corinne exits. He glances around the office, clearly not expecting this sort of reception. Kim continues to take notes. Mark sizes her up. For a few moments, there's silence. Yes, sir. Sir, sir. I please do not raise your voice at me.
7: I don't think the bad guys.
5: Pardon?
7: Everyone always says that you're the bad guys, like every movie. You know, you ever seen Beethoven, the movie with the uh, the, the giant Saint Bernard?
1: Mm-hmm.
7: I, I yes. think they uh, to uh, to kill the dog. <laughs> I don't. Um. I I, 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 don't, I, I don't recall. recall people from the Pound in Homeward Bound, but I bet if there were, they'd be doing too. And like every cartoon ever, <laughs> giant nets, right? <laughs> but but I, I don't
5: think that. Are you making some kind of statement?
7: Yeah, just babbling. I get rambly when I'm worked up.
5: <laughs> I noticed. Was that to me? Uh, yes, sir. Do you want to sit down? You're making me nervous.
7: No, I am fine standing.
5: Sit. He sits. Were you planning on having her spayed?
7: What? M- my dog's a boy dog. Oh,
5: sorry. If you are unable to find one yourself, I'll find a low-cost spay-neuter program. I can compile... Yes? All right. Bye. Kim places the phone in the receiver, takes a breath, and refocuses. She wriggles the mouse to awaken the computer. Okay, sorry about that. Um. <sighs> Miss Hawkins, uh, Mr. Um,
7: Marcus Hansen, Mark with a C, Hansen with an O, M um, A R C H A N S O N. Right. Mark and Hansen are both spelled multiple ways.
5: <laughs> okay. Uh, let me get the. Um, my computer takes a few minutes to boot up. You don't mind if I take uh, any notes.
7: Not at all. I have notes
5: myself. Mark rummages around in his bag, producing several crisp pieces of paper.
7: Uh, photographs of the wounds, vet diagnostics, the bill.
5: You see cuts on the chest and neck.
7: Lacerations. Sure. Uh, I'm not the... I'm not the sort of person to do this. Uh, I just feel it's my obligation. Um, My responsibility as a dog owner and as a citizen to report this.
5: Well, we all have to perform our civic duty somehow.
7: Some of those people at the dog park get so worked up. Like, this one woman never lets her dog sniff any butts because it's unsanitary. (laughs) Isn't that weird? Like, that's how dogs communicate. Uh, But but, but I don't work over nothing. The fact that I am here means that it is something. The Winnie hasn't been back to the dog park since it happened.
5: I thought you said it was a male dog.
7: Just a nickname, Winston, like Winston Churchill.
5: <laughs> Very prestigious. Uh, golden retriever mix.
7: Golden doodle, purebred.
5: Technically, I think those can't be purebred since they're. Why wouldn't um,
7: they
5: be able to be <laughs> you know, they're two different breeds put together.
7: Cost me almost two grand. <laughs> but it, it was it was totally worth eating ramen for a month. <laughs> He is the perfect dog. He's, um, he's my guy. Well, that's good. Oh, Which is why this is so upsetting. I mean, Winnie wouldn't harm a fly. Uh, literally.
5: Mark pulls out his phone and shows her the picture on his home screen.
7: Uh, there was this, uh, this uh, butterfly that landed on his nose once, and he didn't freak out at all. He just stared in wonder, like, hello, strange creature. We are both together in this universe for the first time. <laughs> Look, I got a picture. So many likes on
1: Instagram, which is not why.
7: <laughs> anyway, uh, loves other dogs, cats, children, everybody. Not even racist. Hmm. You, you, know, you know, some dogs are racist. You, you can just tell you know, someone- He looks
5: like a <laughs> sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Let's hear the story. <laughs> From the beginning, please.
7: So, uh, Winnie was born about 10 months ago, and...
5: not the beginning, beginning. I-I was just trying to set up... I can extrapolate the details. Start with, um, the incident. That's what I've been calling it, too. The incident. The incident.
7: Okay, uh, so Winnie and I have been coming to this dog park for a while now. We drive 20 minutes from the city every... Well, I guess we used to. Every day. This is my first dog. It's really mine. It's all mine. So I want every experience to be Uh, All the dogs uh, are so friendly there and and the people and everything is just, I don't know, not perfect, but just idyllic, you know, Uh, so we come to the park on uh, Saturday. Uh, This old lady uh, had this lab and when he was playing with her. Her name was like Daisy or Sadie I, and anyway, you know, uh, when, when your dogs are playing, you, you start up a conversation with the other owner. Uh, we're chatting, and so this truck pulls into the parking lot, and this old lady was, like, like she didn't even say goodbye. She just put her dog on the leash, and they both...
5: Creepy, right? After Corinne holding several documents, Mark turns away from her, gathering his own.
2: i interrupt.
5: And makes an everything okay gesture where Mark can't see. Kim nods.
2: Got some more paperwork from the county. Needs a cross reference with some files. Don't mind me.
5: Can you
7: do that somewhere else?
2: Files are in this room.
7: Can you take them to like a
5: workroom or something?
2: I'm working in this room, so this is the workroom.
5: Isn't this your office? Budget cuts. It's, um, A multi-purpose workspace. You
2: know, most people just call in to file a complaint, right? Like, paperwork?
7: Is more important than just paperwork.
2: Don't you have somewhere else to be?
7: I took the afternoon off.
2: And came here, instead of going somewhere that doesn't smell like dog shit. (coughs) Please. Well, go on.
7: Uh, this is a private matter, like, uh, doctor-patient confidentiality.
2: Oh, are you a doctor?
7: I, I, I said it was like that, but... not.
2: I, um. So, you came in here on your day off to tell us the story. To tell me. Tell her. I'm her little deputy. What? That's what you called me.
5: Once, jokingly, it was a joke.
7: Does that make you the sheriff?
2: Sheriff Hawkins delivering down the law as decreed by God and the state in the Carson County Animal Control.
5: That's enough, Corinne.
2: Mr. Hansen, if you would continue with your story, I'll cover my ears for the scandalous parts.
7: Okay, uh, so uh, the truck pulls up. Uh, Winnie was playing with the old lady's dog and
2: Winnie?
5: Would... his dog.
2: Is she cute? Male dog. Male dog.
7: Don't. So, this, uh, the truck, uh, pulls up, a guy gets out, pretty rough looking, you know? Uh,
5: what does rough looking mean?
7: <laughs> well, I feel, uh, pardon the expression, resting bitch face.
5: What is that?
2: It's
7: just a not nice neutral face. Unpleasant. i
2: never heard of bitchy resting face. Is that a thing? It's
5: a thing. Is that one of those internet things?
2: Oh my god, you and the internet things.
5: Is it resting bitch or bitchy? Resting face. I can't tell if you're joking. It's a thing. So he wasn't mean, per se. He just had a face.
7: Well, I- I'm getting there. So people notice the truck, and just like the old lady, they start leaving in droves. Now, I didn't notice it quite at first. The
5: phone rings. Kim puts a finger up and answers it.
7: It's like I can't tell the story.
5: Carson County Pound and Animal Control. Around here. This is she. Hi, Mr. Atkins. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, we picked her up about an hour ago. Karen picks up one of the papers on the desk.
2: This is Winnie?
7: Yeah.
5: Mm-hmm. She's waiting for you. That's In real the real. back of the kennel.
2: You should sue. You think? Definitely. Poor girl.
7: Winston, it, it's a boy name.
2: It's a joke.
7: It's not a funny one.
2: I don't know what you're talking about. I'm hilarious.
5: Mm-hmm. Okay. See you soon. She up the phone and goes back to her computer. We need to send off an email real
2: quick.
6: Okay, please?
5: Uh, Cupcake, can you pull her file, um, Atkins?
2: Her name is Ducky.
7: (laughs) What are we talking about?
5: Repeat offender, she likes to roam. Uh, Corinne? Corinne goes to the file cabinet.
2: She's in here like every week. I think she misses me. She has this very distinctive waddle, like, it's ridiculous. I used to call her Ducky when she was one of our inmates, but I guess her new owner didn't like that. Inmates? I prefer
5: guests. Corinne drops the file on Kim's desk.
2: Yes, don't usually get locked up. Except in Beauty and the Beast.
5: They're dogs, Corinne. This isn't jail.
2: As Sheriff Hawkins has made it abundantly clear, she tolerates repeat offenders the first few times, but then she's got to put her goddamn foot down. She wants to remain civil, but she has to lay down the law when push comes to shove. Are
7: you really laying down the law if you keep letting this happen?
5: There's a small fine.
7: But it's a consistent problem. Shouldn't you be doing something more concrete?
5: My hands are tied sometimes. Nature of the job.
7: That's hardly reassuring.
5: The sheriff is a lawman in a lawless place. I'm doing what I can. I'd rather she have a new home that she wanders away from once a month, not every week, Corinne, than have her be here and maybe not ever get adopted and maybe, God forbid. Okay, done. incident. Uh, so, uh, this guy walks in and he's got that face. Red- resting bitchy resting face. Bitchy face. Yes, Corinne. It looks like you're done with the paperwork. Yep. Corinne?
2: Seriously? He hasn't even gone to the good part yet.
5: There's no good part. It's all tragic. Exaggeration. <laughs> uh,
7: it's tragic.
5: Anyway. Dr. Patient Confidentiality. Someone has to greet our visitors. With a smile, maybe? You do know how to do that, right?
2: An ironic smile counts as a smile.
5: Go. Corinne cleans up after herself, taking her sweet time to exit.
7: Do you let all of your subordinates just openly defy you?
5: That's her sense of humor. She's um, sassy or br- brassy. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. One of those uh, community service types,
7: you know. Bad girl?
5: No. Well, well. I mean, technically, it's a work program. After she's a lot better now.
7: Oh, she should respect your authority.
5: Well, I'm kind of new in this position, so there's gray area.
7: But you're still her boss, right? Sorry, sorry. I feel for you. Uh, we've got our look, we've we've got a girl in our office just like that. They're all the same, so entitled but at the same time angry at the world because life is somehow unfair (laughs) like if the world isn't handed them on a platter they're somehow cosmically allowed to be insufferable
5: i'm trying with her anyway your story the guy walks in Uh, with the um
7: um this dog has muscles Like, like it was on steroids bigger than any pit bull i have ever seen so he lets the dog off the leash and it like snarls at all the other dogs, getting in their faces and full-on teeth. Now, this asshole does- oh! Sorry for the language.
5: Uh, I hear worse all the time. So this asshole, he just does- That doesn't mean keep saying it. Sorry, I I, I get
7: fired up really easily, and I'm-
5: Pretend you're in someone's office and she wants you to use appropriate language for a professional setting.
7: So, um, this- Guy does nothing. He sits down on a bench, and the pit bull follows him, basically foaming his mouth. Uh, things are uh, whatever for like five minutes, and then the pit bull just randomly it charges forward. An actual bull than a pit bull. If you were there, are
5: you sure you aren't just projecting because of all the pit hype? I don't follow. I'm just saying, not all pits are dangerous like that. One was the media has this anti-pit thing and it's really not i just want to make sure we're getting an unbiased portrait of this dog go on
7: so um winnie is playing with with a group of dogs this monster charges into the middle of them and it will not let up and winnie is like trying to sneak out of the way and it just lunges for him and it's got Winnie by the neck, and he's cowering. He's trying to defend himself, and we're all screaming and, and, and trying to grab the dog. We're all freaking out that it's going to bite us, and
6: this asshole doesn't do anything, and Winnie is wailing. Um, all right. Um, I, uh, all right. Uh, do you want a tissue? Uh, no, no,
1: no, no. It's great. Um, I was just so worried, and, uh, scared, and pissed off, and this guy, this
7: guy, didn't even bat an eye. I screamed for him to get his dog off of mine, and he calls it, and it eventually comes to him, and
1: Winnie is just
7: curled up into a little ball, and He almost snarls at me when I try to come and get him, and then he sees it's me, and he's just whimpering and shivering, and he won't leave my side, and there is blood everywhere, and and I wanted to carry him to the car, but he's too big now. It's always worse when an animal gets hurt, you know, because they can't understand what you're saying. You can try to tell them that it wasn't their fault, but they just... They look at you like, what did I do wrong? And you want to die because you can't explain to them that they are innocent, and it was not their fault, and that you promised to protect them if... Anyway, uh, I'm crying with anger, and this asshole does not even look at me. He walks
1: off and mutters, he's just playing, he is just playing.
7: I am not a violent person, but if I would have had a weapon, I would have used it.
5: Good thing you didn't.:
7: uh, I know I, I'm, a, I'm a little tightly wound. I, I just care. I, I'm ridiculous. not mean that I am wrong.
5: So uh, there were witnesses. <clears throat> Did you get anyone's names?
7: I mean, it's the dog park. You talk to people, but it's not like, hi,
5: I'm Mark. Did you happen to catch the pit's name?
7: Oh, God, I know he said it. Uh, I was just so distracted by everything with the...
5: (sighs) Let me know if you remember. Um, How did he end up in the vet?
7: Uh, I got home and cleaned his wounds, made him comfortable. But but then that one cut started, uh, like, festering. My first thought was rabies. He was acting different. Uh, old Yeller, you've seen it. Yes. Well, I've never actually seen it, but, but, but everyone, everyone knows that
5: it's not bad Gnostic says the wounds were shallow and just need to be cleaned, and those drops are temporary.
7: And the stitches on his neck. He's got to wear a cone.
5: <sighs> Mr. Hansen, I'm very sorry this happened to you. Here at Carson County. I'm not like, I just want, I don't know, uh,
7: Justice, like, I don't want to see any other dog suffer the way when he
5: did. Okay, well, um, I will definitely put out a warning about this dog, but I can't really do anything, unfortunately. Why not? We haven't identified the dog or owner. Next time, get the dog license from the-
7: And, and next time. I tried taking Winnie back to the dog park, and he wouldn't even get out of the car.
5: There are only certain things I can do.
7: Well, if what? So this guy and his dog just walk free?
5: Mr. Hansen, in terms of next steps, if we want to pursue anything, we would need to have the dog officially labeled dangerous. Capital D, dangerous. There's a lot that goes along with that. It would be setting the man up for a possible criminal offense. Maybe jail time. It could mean eviction definitely means thousands of dollars in fees and insurance every year for the rest of the dog's life. And there are certain legal requirements in court I would have to testify in front of a judge. Two dogs getting into a fight isn't enough evidence the in a hearing- Two
7: into a fight. One dog attacked another. My dog.
1: I will
5: do what I can. I can type a description and distribute it. Um, Pitbull. Larger in stature.
7: uh, Coloration? Uh, what's that B word? Brown? No. Uh, it's like a special kind of color, a mix of the two.
5: Brindle.
7: Uh, Yeah, uh, a scar thing on its neck. Asshole probably abuses it.
5: Got it. I'll send that off. Don't forget the leg. Leg?
7: Yeah, only three legs.
5: He didn't mention that.
7: Oh. Yeah, yeah, missing the uh, front left.
5: You're sure he only had three legs? Yeah, why? By any chance, was the dog named Bailey?
7: Oh my god. Yes, that's what the dog's name was. Shit.
5: What's wrong? Can
7: Valley a single
5: digit on the landline? Can you get Mr. Stanley's phone number for me? You know this guy already? Repeat offender. End scene. Scene two, the defense. A few days later. If we thought the office was cramped before, the clutter seems to be spreading like a fungus. There is now a spiral notebook on the desk, as well as an absurdly thick file folder on top of the rest of the mess. Mark's messenger bag again sits on a chair, though he is currently absent. Corinne leans back in Kim's chair, feet on the desk, scrolling through her phone. Holding a full cardboard box with extra files teetering on top, Kim enters and heads for her desk. Corinne tips an invisible cowboy hat.
2: Howdy, Sheriff. This office ain't big enough for the both of us. Feet off the desk, please. Can you clear some space? How about all this clutter is driving you nuts?
5: (sighs) My inheritance from Terrence. County faxed other over. County faxed over a whole other set of improperly subli- submitted paperwork from years ago. Plus more case reports from this week.
2: This is the paperwork from Patty again.
5: <sighs> Some of it up. I haven't had the time to go through it all.
2: Yeah, because she calls in with a new complaint every other day. I've got the perfect impression of like. Why won't he just teach that damn dog some manners? Well, my cats all live in the trees out of fear. My beautiful, special, golden children are scared senseless of that dog. If I have to call here one more time! <laughs> Craigslist.
5: Don't use that voice when she comes in.
2: She called while you were out. Something about her boss making her stay late and a Sydney's, and she'll get to the meeting as soon as she can.
5: Well, that might be better. I only have to wrangle the two of them at first.
2: Mr. Hansen is here, by the way. I think he's psyching himself up in the bathroom.
5: Corinne glances at the notebook.
2: What's with all the chicken scratch?
5: I'm just trying to get organized. Mr. Stanley is probably going to be a bully. I need to make sure that I have important things in order so I don't get, um...
2: Well, what have you got so far?
5: Well, um, I'm going to begin with... Mm, no, wait. I need to move that later okay starting with thanking him for coming in uh, i know your time is short no i value your time and want to use it um what's the word um
2: maximize the time
5: sure okay uh good afternoon mr stanley okay. Okay, good evening, Mr. Stanley. Thank you for What
2: do you think I'm doing? I'm telling you. No, I mean, like, overall, what's the plan?
5: I'm going to do what's right.
2: Which is? I don't know yet. You mean you don't know yet?
5: There are a lot of factors at play. Handbook book isn't any help. Technically, he hasn't broken any canine ordinances, so I can't just decide what's right without hearing all the sides of the story.
2: And why not?
5: That's not how the world works. Every action I take has consequences.
2: Therefore, do nothing?
5: Therefore, I have to be careful about what I do.
2: You should take the file out of the file cabinet for dramatic emphasis. <sighs> you just have it out on the desk like that. It looks like you're the principal waiting to expel the naughty kid.
5: Recognize that scene?
2: I was never expelled, thank you. They just took me straight to Juvi. Speaking of which, if you need a tag team with anyone, just signal me in and I'll take it. I've got moves.
5: Got it under control. Please don't use your moves at work. Corinne picks up the file to return it to the file cabinet. Wait. I wanted it for reference point.
2: You got this. You're not going to clam up again.
5: Clam up again?
2: Yeah, you get all plastered like a... plastered. <laughs> I do not do that. Do, do I do that? You're literally making that face right now. I <sighs> don't you're Sheriff Hawkins, Woman of Steel, or uh, hopelessness. I'm not a hopeless mess, or a woman of steel. I just have to be
5: impartial. Does impartial mean stiff? Because you're a little stiff. I'm going by the handbook. If I show any sign of weakness, then they'll walk all over me. It's what I have to do to get the job done. You'll understand understand
2: when when I'm older. I bet I will. Why does it smell like cigarettes?
5: I don't smell anything.
2: Are you smoking again? Just one.
5: It helps with the stress.
2: No, I hate that smell. My stepmom used to smoke.
5: Yeah, well, I needed it. It's just for this meeting.
2: It's not a big deal. Seriously, lots of people have social anxiety?
5: It's not social anxiety.
2: We can ask Mr. Hansen how he diagnosed you when he gets back.
5: I wish you wouldn't try to undermine me like that. Especially in front of people. What? Hopeless mess. Social anxiety.
2: It's constructive criticism. You're in over your head. I'm trying to help, genuinely.
5: You have a funny way of showing it.
2: And he's not even
5: here. Probably got lost on the way back from the bath. You were talking like that, undermining me the last time he came How in. How am I
2: undermining you? How You should respect my authority. <laughs> I can't believe you just said that out loud.
5: I'm serious. Attitude-wise, and in general, not just me, others. Me funny. I don't find disrespect funny.
2: I'm a hoot and a half, plus another half.
5: Two hoots, huh?
2: I don't talk like that to everyone.
5: <sighs> Mr. Hansen said you and Allie were mocking he him. He is so
1: uptight. I don't know
2: how he can mock with the size of the stick up his ass.
5: I expect this from Allie, but you know better than to act like this.
2: can you just stop, like, trying to run my life? Will you
5: listen to me for once? I know what I'm talking about.
2: Just how I talk. I'm a woman of the streets.
5: You were in juvie for six weeks. Don't act like you're a hardened criminal.
2: Why are you suddenly the language police? This is how I've always talked to you.
5: Sometimes we have to censor ourselves in the workplace.
2: Workplace.
5: Undermining.
2: Sorry. Workplace.
5: For some of us it is.
2: I'm not like you.
5: What does that mean?
2: I think things and then I say them.
5: Are you saying I don't think before I speak?
2: Oh, no, you think too much before you speak. Loosen up a little. Oh,
5: well, thank you for the life advice.
2: I'm old for my age. Old <sighs> people are wise. Well, not all old people. Do. Can
5: you take this seriously? I'm trying to educate you on... Educate
2: <laughs> <this. laughs> me.
5: I want to make this place better. A better working environment for everyone.
2: Now you have a crummy desk, so you think you're queen of the world. I can't have you making everyone look bad. Everyone or just you? Do you think you're good at your job? You do realize you only got it because Terrence kicked it, and everyone else around here is incompetent. You don't think I know that. Is that why you're coming for me, throwing me under the bus so you look better to those assholes at county? I'm giving you one more shot.
5: I have to finish these performance evaluations by the end of the quarter and send them off to county. And for one of them, I have to recommend termination. The budget isn't gonna work otherwise. You're gonna say me. I've crunched the numbers a hundred times. It has to be you or Allie. Your jobs overlap. Higher-ups won't look too kindly on redundancy. <sighs> Don't think of this as a negative. I'm giving you one last chance.
2: Maybe you should be termination recommended.
5: We were talking about you. You should just not my
2: at the dogs. You're not great at the conflict resolution shit. Or the administrative shit. Or the office Thoughts shit. They're
5: simpler. For sure. But this other stuff needs to get done too.
2: Someone who knows what they're doing should do it.
5: See, this is what I'm talking about. Do you hear how you sound?
2: Truth hurts, sunshine.
5: Take out whatever anger or resentment on me. But if you would please refrain forever, You'd think you'd be a little more grateful that I'm fighting to keep your job.
6: Well, then why do I even bother?
2: Why didn't you tell me about Molly?
6: Corinne, you,
5: you know how things work. Like, I
2: didn't even get to say goodbye. I was just walking her two days ago. That was a shitty thing to do, Kim.
5: It's out of my control. You know I hate signing those things.
2: I could have found someone to adopt her. You say that every time. I have Facebook friends. I have Twitter followers. I could have found someone. Her
5: 90 days were up. No one claimed her. No one put in an adoption request. I'm sorry, Karen. I'm... I'm really sorry.
2: Okay, and you have taken her? Our...
5: If I could take every dog that
6: comes through here, I would. Yeah.
1: It just sucks. It does suck.
2: My fault for getting attached anyways. Whatever, I'll be a woman of steel too. No, it's,
5: it's good what you do.
2: Don't get all sappy, mentorship, whatever. <sighs>
5: You do good work, Corinne.
2: And you do adequate work. Sorry, attitude. I appreciate you vouching for me. I I do care. I'm trying to get better. I've
5: got a lot of people above me making a lot of demands. I'm doing what I can the only way I know how.
2: If I get a next time, can you, can you just tell me before you sign one of those things, like as soon as you know? I'd like to be able to say goodbye, maybe take them for a walk before they go. One last chance. Yeah.
5: I will, of course.
2: No, nope. whatever Change my attitude. Footsteps can be heard in the hallway.
5: Kim looks at Corinne as if to say, here's your chance, enter Mark. Corinne turns
2: adopting an assumed sweetness. Oh, hello! How was the bathroom?
7: The least smelly part of the building, surprisingly.
2: Didn't get lost, did ya?
7: Why is she still here?
2: That's my cue. Don't be nervous, Sheriff. It'll be okay.
5: Out. No calls, please.
2: Yeah. Oh, and make sure he pees one more time before Mr. Stanley gets here. Wouldn't want any more accidents on the floor.
5: You're a very rude girl.
2: Good thing I'm cute. to exit.
5: Sorry. Work in progress.
7: She'll make out of it. Kid's <laughs> mistake. <today.
5: laughs> you weren't much older
7: than she is. I didn't get lost, by the way. Well, I mean, I did for a minute. But uh, I was uh, looking at the dogs in the back. Every cage filled up, huh?
5: Yeah. That's how these places work. We're funneling in new animals every day.
7: I would've adopted from somewhere like this, but you never know what sort of history you've missed. Winnie, he's all mine. He's me.
5: Coffee?
7: Thank you. Uh, Winnie's been keeping me up all night. (laughs) Nightmares.
5: Dogs have very vivid dreams. Probably normal.
7: They're about Bailey.
5: Mr. Stanley should be here any minute.
7: Yeah, seems like the kind of guy who'd be late.
5: You shouldn't make judgments like that. He's not late. Yet.
4: Yeah.
7: I'm
5: nervous as hell. <laughs> I can tell.
7: <laughs> Are you
5: not nervous? No. I mean, it's fine. Uh, anyway, um. When he gets here, it's probably better that I do the talking. If need be, I will call on you and you can back up your statement. Otherwise, I... cop, Got it. That's not what I said. <laughs> That's not even remotely at all what... I... Oh, um, I also called a neighbor of his, Patty uh, something. Uh, when she heard you were coming forward, she asked to be invited too. Multiple so she... by-
7: Testimony sounds like a real trial.
5: Let's bring it back down to reality. This isn't a court of law.
7: Is the defense bringing a lawyer with him? Choking. I get jokey when I'm wound up.
5: You've been watching too much Law and Order.
7: I work at a law firm. And actually, Law and Order is pretty inaccurate when it comes to, uh, didn't know you
5: were a lawyer. <laughs> Maybe you should leave this meeting.
7: Um. I'm not a lawyer, per se. A paralegal? I answer the phones.
5: Oh, like Corinne.
1: Uh... I guess so.
5: Hmm.
7: Okay, he is officially
5: He'll be here. He was at work.
7: So he's not bringing that beast with him.
5: Bailey is a dog, not a beast. And he hates it here. Made that mistake last time. He just sat in the corner and seethed. Thought he was going to need a sedative. The dog, not the man. Oh, well, actually, the man probably could have used one too. Anna enters, wearing several layers, looking cold and miserable. Somehow this makes him look even more physically imposing than he already is.
3: What's it about this time?
5: Good after um, evening, Mr. Stanley, if you'd like to take a seat.
3: No, thanks. I don't plan to be here long.
5: I know you don't have a lot of time to
3: devote. Yeah, lady, I got off my shift ten minutes ago and drove straight here. My dog has been in a crate for nine hours.
5: I'm really sorry for the inconvenience, but this is a- Who's this? Mm -hmm. Mark glances at Kim, who stares back expectantly. She motions for him to say something.
7: I thought you didn't want me to talk.
5: You can introduce yourself.
3: Uh, Mark Hansen. Okay, yeah. Who are you? He knows me. I've never seen him before.
5: Mr. Hansen, could you shut the door, please? Blaring, obviously, Mark moves in an arc to avoid Dan and closes the door. Dan is unfazed. Thank you. Now, like I said, we have some complaints about your dog.
3: Unless you've got something new, I'm done talking about Bailey.
5: There's no reason to raise your voice.
3: It's been a long day. I apologize. He doesn't seem apologetic to me. Seriously, who is this? I
7: already told you my name.
3: Yeah, that's your name. Doesn't tell me who you are. Mark Hansen. I know your name. Who the hell are you? I have another shift. He knows who I am. Mr. State?
5: Hansen has come to us with a complaint about an um, incident with Bailey at the dog park last Saturday. <laughs> and heads for the door. I'm out of here. Excuse me, we're not done.
3: I get complaints from people left and right. It's a thing people do.
7: You need to be held accountable for your dog attacking mine. My dog didn't
3: attack your dog.
5: Please, sit down and let's talk.
3: What have we been doing?
5: Screaming, not talking. If we work together, I'm sure we can come to a peaceful resolution and we can get you out of here and home to your dog.
3: Fine. Let's talk. I love talking.
5: Mr. Hanson, would you care to show him the pictures you took? <sighs>
3: that, that is what your dog did to mine. Did you really waste your time and money printing out some goddamn pictures?
5: Okay, uh, ground rules about language.
3: I'll talk how I want to talk.
5: This is my office.
3: Should I step in the hallway so I can use the words I want to use?
5: I don't like your tone. And
3: yet I'm still using it.
5: Fine. Use whatever tone you want. Back to the point. Last week, my dog was
7: playing innocently when your dog attacked- Those
5: just
3: scrapes, buddy. The word is lacerations. A fancy word. Words don't mean shit in the real world.
5: I'm not going to ask you again, Mr. Stanley.
3: Dogs have claws. They play. Your dog made a beeline for my dog. Maybe your dog didn't pick up on the social cues. Or maybe your dog is an aggressive monster.
5: Mr. Hansen? That's, That's a enough. pretty
3: big accusation coming from such a small person.
5: Okay, gentlemen. We are all adults here. No personal attacks.
3: That's right. Play nice, Mr. Hansen.
6: Huh. Sorry. I'm wound up.
1: Yeah, because your story is bold.
6: This
3: is righteous fury.
5: Righteous <laughs> fury?
3: What? You want some mission from God? You're going to strike me down?
5: Gentlemen, now, we are going to discuss this with a... Oh,
3: suddenly you're in charge of this conversation. All right.
5: The facts are as such. Last Saturday... Like facts.
3: He's never met my dog, so why...
5: I've met Uh... your dog. And? He can be a good dog. Seriously? When unprovoked. With other stimuli, it can be a different story.
3: Bailey likes to play. He can be an aggressive player, I will admit that, but he wouldn't hurt anyone.
5: Maybe not intentionally.
3: Are, are you siding with him?
5: Mr. Hansen, I am a
3: neutral party. I came too. Do you not see these pictures? All oh, Marks! Bailey has plenty of them from playing with other dogs. He's playful. If you actually met him, you would know that he's a sweetheart.
7: Your dog is a brute. Winnie is the sweetheart.
3: I thought it was a boy dog? He is a boy. Oh
7: my God, it is short for Winston, like Churchill. He's a prestigious dog,
3: so I gave him a prestigious name. Do you even hear the way you talk? What is it, a golden doodle? (laughs)
5: Greed is irrelevant.
3: Uh, I bet you already told her how much the prestigious little shit cost you. All the money to support that backwards system. Years of Even if
7: I thought it was backwards, which it isn't. If I didn't adopt, he'd just be one more dog without a home and wind up someplace like this.
3: He was the runt. Nobody else wanted him. Someone else would have paid thousands of dollars for him. Someone who looks and acts just like you. You don't know me. Didn't you just say that I did? Okay, It's a figure of speech. You know what I meant. People like you are all blind to how patronizing you are. You stomp through other people's lives without any awareness of the consequences.
5: Mr. Hansen is not trying to stomp on your life. Now, let's get back to the-, the way he's t- exactly.
7: trained the dog to attack so he can take out his own personal insecurity.
3: Say what you want. Your words are meaningless. There are rules for dogs to follow. If your
7: dog needs all these rules in order to not attack someone, he shouldn't be allowed at the dog park.
3: Trying to create your own personal safe space? The dog park is for everyone.
5: It is for everyone who obeys the rules.
3: It's for dogs to play and socialize. Playing is exactly a very
5: important doing. Mr. Hansen, please. I am just, I just thinking about it.
3: That's the righteous fury right there.
5: That is me thinking about your dog trying to kill mine right in front of me. Dan prepares to go again.
3: Settle down. I'm going home to take care of Bailey. We're
5: not done here.
3: You going to detain me?
5: I can phone one of my subordinates to drive over, pick up your dog, and bring him back here.
3: This is pathetic. You think you're threatening?
5: You asked if I was leading this meeting, and now I am. Now take a seat.
3: Fine.
5: It begins rummaging around in her desk. Okay, I have some um, brochures on positive reinforcement when it comes to behavioral issues.
3: So you're saying his behavior is my fault?
5: No, but when dogs exhibit certain traits...
3: I know how to raise a dog with love. When I come home after a 10-hour shift in the place is a wreck, you're damn straight. I wish I could scream or yell, but I don't. Because I know he, it, he only does it he's scared when I'm gone that I'm not coming back. It's called
2: empathy.
7: You don't seem to have a problem screaming and yelling
3: here. Better here than in front of him. Well, you going to give me the brochure so I can leave?
5: I can't find them, but that wouldn't be the end of the discussion anyway.
3: Oh, good. There's more.
5: A rational, calm discussion is the only
3: way. I'll play along. I can be rational and calm. Ha! You wanna keep
7: interrupting? You can pretend like I'm making it up, but there are several witnesses who can corroborate
3: my story. Yeah, but no one else decided to show. Maybe they were scared of you. Ah, uh, I'm a scary guy. I'm not scared of you.
7: You should be.
5: Gentlemen. This is not an isolated event. They have been...
7: people left when you arrived. It's a
3: dog park. People come and go. That old lady, she recognized your truck. People get defensive when it comes to their, to their pets. Case in point. I am just trying to protect my dog and other dogs. As am I. Aren't you both heroes? Sounds like you want my dog executed. What? That's what it amounts to. If Bailey were a human, it would be an execution. If Bailey were human, he'd be an attempted murderer.
5: There's no need to be dramatic, either of you.
3: This is a kill shelter. Did you know that, Mr. Hanson?
5: That's not relevant.
3: They kill dogs here. They do it quite frequently, actually.
5: It's not. This is the only shelter in the county. And that's misleading. It's funding,
3: quality of life, spacing, we- Have you ever listened to this place? Sometimes when you hear a dog, you hear the last sounds it ever makes. Jesus. Enough. I know. The dogs know it, too. Sometimes the dogs on one side of the park will all go quiet, look up, and listen to... Who
5: knows what they're hearing?
3: Did I strike a nerve? Figured that'd be pretty normal for you.
5: I don't take that lightly.
3: Wait, I didn't say I
7: wanted the dog to be put down. Well, what the hell did you think was going to happen?
3: I don't know, they make you take dog obedience classes. Can't afford that. The
5: other option would be banning him from the dog park.
3: So where's he gonna go? I can't take him off leash at home.
5: That's the only option I can think of.
3: (sighs) I'm trying my best. I have a tiny apartment with no backyard and he has no room to run. And I just wanna spend time with him and make him happy. He deserves to be happy. The dog park is the only place he can actually be a dog. Maybe you shouldn't have gotten a dog, take care of it properly. Maybe I'm not the most well equipped, but guess what? Not a single other goddamn person would.
5: Please watch your language.
3: He's from here. Carson County is full of unwanted. Bro- but notice it's not for the beagles and the pit bulls, except for every time one gets killed, they get two more abandoned ones to replace. We don't kill
5: them. It's. What, um... Euthanize? Put down? words. We try to be as humane as we possibly can.
3: You don't seem to try very hard. That's unfair. You're the one working in a kill shelter. You're getting off the point. (laughs) I am right on the point. I am straddling the point. Bailey was here four months old, 15 pounds underweight, ragged stump where his legs should have been, face ravaged by fleas and untreated bite wounds, scar wrapped all the way around his throat where they chained him up, eyes sunken into his skull, and he was pleading with every face that walked by, and they all ignored uh, him. Just one more pitiful animal. He didn't have the luxury of being pretty, so no one gave him a second thought, and here I and I was here, I saw him, and he looked up at me with those big eyes and say, you're the only one. He wasn't aggressive to me and he wasn't lost to me. Volunteers said he was a lost dog. Now the dog everyone says was a menace. He rests his head on my knee when we're both tired. He curls up next to me in bed. So I don't have much, but it's better than the other option. There is a real need. I won't apologize for trying to do a good thing.
5: You have done a good thing, but a bad thing has happened. You He is a repeat offender, and inaction is no longer acceptable.
3: It's a sad story, okay? But it's no excuse. If you were listening, I'm not making excuses. You accused me of being a careless owner. If I were on trial, I would be allowed to defend myself. (laughs) You've been watching too much Law & Order. I don't have time for this. I don't answer to you. You do answer to me. I could sue you. Yeah? Go ahead. Have fun rummaging around in my bank account looking for spare change. Well, if you don't
7: do something about him, then I will submit paperwork to have him deemed dangerous
3: myself. The little man has balls after all. You want to take it there? Do you even know what that means? My dog won't be able to take a shit without someone coming for him to take him away from me. Mr.
5: Stanley, if we can just calm ourselves.
3: You have no power over me, pal. I'm done with it. You think I'm scared of you?
7: If I sue you and Animal Control for negligence, then they will have... Excuse me? I am fighting for what is right, and you are letting him steamroll you.
5: I'm not letting him do anything.
7: Your job. I am. Sometimes you have to take drastic measures in order to
3: make a change.
1: It you, want to deal with
3: this like, you want to deal with this like men? I will destroy
1: Shut you. up!
3: Both of you!
5: This might not be a court of law, but it's still in my office now. Be quiet. He's the one who started it. I first. swear to God, Mark. Let's behave like the civilized adult I know we all are. Tensions are high because clearly you both love your dogs and want what's best for them. It's very ter- it's, it is very difficult to resolve that tension when the two of you resort to physical threats. Can we all take a calming breath together? Mark and Dan glance at each other and then at her. <clears throat> I will take one alone then. Let's get to the bare bones of this, okay? The conflict here is pretty simple. You see what happened here,
3: right? Yeah, I see. It's not a big deal.
5: You don't get to decide how big a deal it is. Enter Corinne, behind her bounce patty, in between appointments but taking pains to be pleasant. She assesses the scene with lightning speed.
4: That time? Unbelievable everything all
3: right
2: you're yelling from the front desk
4: i'm guessing that was dan
3: who's dan me i have a first name
5: corinne you can go
2: i have mace in my purse if you need it
5: jesus out corinne shuts the door behind her
4: dan rounds on patty
3: what the hell are you doing here
4: (laughs) i was invited was i not
3: he has no right to be here
4: I see you've dispensed with all pleasantries. Miss Hawkins, I'm so sorry I'm late. Hell of a day. We're all here. <clears throat> I'm going to begin again. Thank you all for. Sorry, babysitter has to leave by seven. There's some progress made. I've tried, but I keep getting interrupted. Miss Hawkins, something has to be done about this dog.
3: I'm with her. I'm. It's completely inappropriate for her to be here.
4: Oh, because I know what I'm talking about? Be
3: She tried to get me evicted. Went to my landlord to get me... About
4: the dog,
3: not you. The dog is with me. Complaining about him is complaining about me.
4: You could just get rid of it like I suggested.
5: We We are dealing with this. We're not going to pass him off, so he's someone else's problem. So you admit the dog's a problem? That's not...
4: The point is, someone else would have to deal with him. Great! Perfect! Why can't you just do that? He's mine! It's from here, right?
3: Return it! Why can't you just mind your own goddamn business?
4: You have made this dog everyone's business.
3: She's a pot stirrer. Anytime a little thing happens, she calls the police, the fire station, the goddamn cavalry, and anyone who
4: thinks— Cavalry? Mi- what? You said, cavalry. It's cavalry. Call the goddamn Cavalry. If you're going to try to use a fancy word, use it correctly. It's not even that fancy, it's a relatively common word. How long have you spoken English? Okay, I think we need...
3: She can't even let one word go. Words are meaningless.
4: I will make it perfectly clear for you. The dog's a menace.
3: Screw you.
4: You kiss your mother with that mouth?
3: My mother's dead.
4: It's an expression, and for the record, plenty of people's mothers are dead. My mother's dead. Don't use your dead mother as a sympathy Mm. point. It's
5: distasteful. As I was just explaining, we are going to remain civil while we are in this office.
4: My apologies. I assumed if he was allowed to scream and curse, then I was too.
3: I broke the rules.
4: Cute. Your temper tantrums don't work on me. I see right through you.
7: Thank God someone else does. Who's this? Mark Hansen.
4: Oh right, the golden doodle. Finally, someone else comes to their senses and makes a formal complaint. I thought I was going crazy. Me too. I don't get it. No one cares anymore. Everyone just
7: their head in the sand.
5: That's unfair. I'm right here. I'm dealing with this as best I can. The dog attacks innocent dogs. It howls
4: all day. It chases my cats up trees. It terrorizes neighborhood children. And I mean from my neighborhood. He doesn't even live in my neighborhood. He comes directly over to my street to walk his dog. What? So I'm not allowed to take my dog for a walk? Stay in your own neighborhood. It's a farce. You're four blocks away,
5: tops. I don't have sidewalks on my street. Other than leash laws, there's nothing preventing him from going for a walk.
3: He's on a leash.
5: But you
4: can't control it. He's strong. If you insist on bringing it to my neighborhood, put a shock collar on it. Shock collar? Yes, I'll buy it myself if you can't afford it. That's not a good idea.
3: Good word about a muzzle? He's just jumping, he's trying to release some energy.
4: Then move somewhere with a sidewalk and some place he can run around.
3: I can't just up and leave.
4: I'm offering solutions. Look at the case. Find one that appeases you, and make a decision so we can all be done with it. There are multiple factors involved with a case like this, Mrs. Uh, Miss.
5: You don't even know my last name, do you? I apologize. I'm just pulled in multiple directions. Unbelievable! I'm I know. I'm embarrassed.
4: You can't be bothered to look up my name. What do you even do around here? That's so time-consuming. You don't seem to be getting anything done. (sighs) I'm working throughout the county. It's just me. If anyone needs a muzzle,
3: it's her kids. They always yell at Bailey when we walk by.
4: You're a grown-ass man. Bailey gets riled up because of his past experiences. Oh yeah, doggy PTSD. Did you tell them your pre-rehearsed sob story? Face ravaged by fleas. Twenty pounds underweight. Aggressive. Lost cause but not to me, and those eyes. It was abandoned or struck by lightning or has daddy issues. Who cares? It's a bad dog. Some dogs are just like that, and you have to accept that. Okay,
5: we're getting derailed again.
7: How? She's just talking honestly about the dog.
5: There is more to, (laughs) bad dog is not, not everything
4: is black and When it comes to something like this, moral gray isn't there.
5: Goodness. Capital G goodness. It's, it's not just some inherent quality. It's a... Goodness is a choice we make on a daily basis, on a minute-by-minute minute basis. We are good in our words and our actions, then we make what good What are you even talking about? I don't know.
3: This is a
7: serious situation. It's not the time to be waxing poetic. I
3: spend most of my time with the, that dog convincing him that he is good. He grew up learning that he doesn't deserve love, that all he's worth is the meat on his bones. And every day, someone new wants to show him that he's unlovable.
4: This again.
3: He's aggressive because he's trying to protect me. The only person who is good to him. The only
4: person who is good to it. The same old excuses. We get it. You're a martyr, Dan.
7: He wasn't protecting you at the dog park. And ever since then, Winnie's been having nightmares every night. Nightmares? yes nightmares get a hobby if you aren't going to take some accountability then maybe i will recommend that they euthanize your dog
5: (gasps) no you won't
3: have you seen bailey how do you think he lost that leg his previous owners tried to feed him to their fighting dogs what they used him to train he wasn't even a fighting dog he was target practice.
5: Bait dog.
3: Yeah, you know what I'm talking about.
5: I do. I've taken plenty of dogs out of those places myself.
3: Most don't get the chance. Most don't. We domesticated dogs from wolves, some sick bastards, trying to turn them back into wild animals. How Bailey survived that? No idea. Nature remembers. And you? You have no concept of nightmares.
4: We understand. None of this is its fault. And it's not entirely your fault either. But you watch it. One day that dog is going to snap and bite someone and you will have to live the rest of your life knowing that you are responsible.
3: He's not gonna bite anyone.
4: You can't control it. Every time it gets loose, you don't respond for hours. I'm at work! Wait! What are you talking about? Which part is confusing to you? When did he get loose? Why do you think I keep calling in? Whatever person you have answering phones ignores half of what I say. Not that it would have mattered. No one here seems capable of doing anything. No, I would have done
5: something. Hmm. This is a matter of public safety, Mr. Stanley. We're being remarkably civil about... Yeah,
3: three people attacking one seems pretty civil.
5: I've been pretty lenient thus far. That's for damn sure. If your dog is going after people, Mr. Stanley, then...
3: Okay, I think everyone's time has been wasted at this point. Ms. Hawkins did the right thing. That's what I'll be doing. Convincing my dog that he's worthy of love.
5: Dan exits. Patty exhales... Patty's exhale seems to release all the attention from her body. He's good
4: rude as hell and then a line like that. (laughs) He thinks he can get away with things because he knows how to tug on your heartstrings. Don't believe a word of it. Convince him he's worthy of love. Christ, what an exit line. I know. He does this every time. And yet he walked out of here without even the faintest slap on the wrist. Forget about the dog. The man is as much of a menace. Every time I have a conversation with him, I worry my kids will be orphans by the end of it. You know, they say that dogs and their owners start looking alike after a while. I swear they've got that same scowl. But that's just his face.
5: Resting, um, just a really bitchy face. What the hell are you talking about? Forget it, internet thing. It's Smith, by the way. Patricia Smith. Smith.
4: The most common last name in the country, you could have just guessed it.
5: I've had other things on
4: my mind. I noticed Kim's coffee mug with the dogs on it. Those dogs are yours, Miss Hawkins?
1: Yes,
5: all three from here. One of them is a pit bull. Otis. He's cute.
4: My sister rescued one. Lily. My kids won't go near her anymore. People tend to avoid Otis too. So you understand where I'm coming from? I'm not trying to be cruel. Is it so wrong to wanna to do a decent thing?
7: I, uh, I take back what I was saying earlier.
4: We're beyond that now. I'm just trying to be realistic here. It always escalates.
7: Maybe it won't.
4: Sweetheart, Look at me. Nobody protected us, but we have the opportunity to protect other people. You understand?
7: But there are other options.
4: I'm not going to have his dog euthanized. As long as you still do something, anything. Legally speaking, he... What about morally speaking? He hasn't done anything wrong. Yet. Yet? (sighs) Have him declared a... What's the legal term? Dangerous? When you go in front of the judge? Yes. It means one strike and he's um done. Yes. So do it, make it official so he can't wriggle his way out of the law again.
7: Done. That's.
4: Yes. It will also ban him from the parks. Means he won't attack another dog. It's the only option.
5: You're right. See, problem solving, nothing hard. I solve plenty of. I've got to run.
4: If you need a witness at the hearing, you've got my number. Keep me updated.
5: Have a good one. Mark tries to compose himself as Patty exits, closing the door behind her. Kim is shaken and hides it.
7: I didn't mean for any of them. Honestly,
1: sort of spun it into- a.
5: That was my fault. I should have kept a shorter leash on everyone. <laughs> dog pun. Funny. Kevin would have laughed. Or, well, rolled her eyes and smiled a little.
1: Why didn't you tell
7: me he was a bait dog?
5: I was trying to keep this as simple as possible. If I could prosecute the guys who did that to him, I would, but I can't.
7: I just wanted to protect my dog.
5: That's what we're doing. Bailey, too. He's had a rough life, and that can be that can be a lot to overcome. Sometimes if you want to help people, you have to keep them in line. You don't have to worry. I will handle this, okay? Your job is done. Your civic duty. Yeah? We're doing the right thing. Are we? End scene. Scene three, the verdict. A month later, quiet, rain. Two mugs on the desk, Patty's purse in a chair. The chaos of files has been organized slightly. Kim, now wearing a wet work jacket, holds the phone to her ear, facing away from us. I really mean, didn't have any other choice. I eh? knocked on the door. I did what I could. Kim turns to put the phone back in its cradle. She's been silently crying, another knock. Come in. Corinne enters tentatively, avoiding high contact. Kim pours coffee.
6: Is it done?
2: Yeah. You were in there? Sort of. Across the room. You made the right... Dr. Singh says he'll call when he's all packed up. I think he didn't want to walk in on you. <laughs> Having
6: a breakdown? I guess. They all think I'm a joke! <laughs> well, cat's out of the bag! Good fun? Second. Sure.
5: Current turns to go, then spins back around.
2: No! <laughs> You never let me wallow, and I'm returning the favor, okay? he He knows when he's gonna walk in.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Look at me. I wish I was back with the dogs. Me too, but it's not that bad. If you need backup,
1: I got moves.
2: It's okay to ask for help,
1: Kim. I don't... I don't know...
2: The handbook. What's it say?
5: Nothing. Helpful. It's just all about animals.
2: People are just animals who talk and wear clothes.
5: There's a single tab on human interactions. But it's just about preventing emotional responses. Focus on the work and return to the task at hand. Keep the situation simple and clear. Don't play a psychiatrist. Be a robot.
2: Can blame you for having emotions.
5: I'm not allowed to anymore. I have a job to do. And that means... And that includes filling out the post-mortem paperwork.
2: Hey, woman of steel, right?
5: I'm not. I'm really not. They
2: don't know that. All they see is tough as nails, Sheriff Hawkins.
5: (laughs) No one sees that.
2: I talk a big game, but I'm a softie. You always saw right through me. But when I need to be tough, I am. Be Sheriff Hawkins. You just have to convince everybody else you are.
1: I'm
5: not like you, remember?
2: You are like me. Or I guess I'm like you or whatever. Maybe that's why you gave me a second chance. Because I got your back. And because I can cut through all the bullshit for you. Hey, hey, it's okay. Deep breath. Yeah. Remember that time with my dad. Remember what you said. Grow roots. You're here. Absorb. Absorb. The room, smells, sights, sounds.
6: Smells like dog shit.
2: Always does.
1: Okay. Planning.
2: Okay, um, we'll... We'll we'll tell him the truth, right?
5: Kim wanders over to the window. Is that a good
2: idea? It's what an adult would do. What are you looking
5: at? Nothing, just thinking.
2: Smells, lights, sounds.
5: Sometimes when it's too much, I step outside, watch the dogs in the park. Seeing them let loose, it just makes all the rest of it okay. Sometimes I'd recognize one of our former guests. They look so much happier. And that is enough. It has to be enough. I used to see the two of them. He would smile when he thought no one was
2: watching. Back to Earth?
5: Yeah, growing roots.
2: Do you need anything?
5: Um, could you find a box of tissues? Mrs. Smith will probably need some.
2: Yeah, I can go look in the supply closet.
5: Please do. Women of steel. Corinne goes. Kim is alone. She tears out a page from her notebook and tosses it in the trash. The phone rings. She stares at it for a few rings and picks it up. Is it? Thank you for your help today.
1: hmm I would
5: see you out, but... Yeah, she's still here. I've got it handled. Yes, I'm fine. Patty enters, wearing a thick jacket. She's on edge. Mania barely kept under control. Somehow she is smaller than we've seen her before. You too. Kim hangs up. Patty hands her a pack of cigarettes, which Kim stows in her desk.
4: My head's a little clearer. I'm ready to figure this out. What are we gonna do?
5: Can you sit, please?
4: We don't need to rush into things. Ooh, we've gotta get our story straight. He could walk in at any second. I'm not lying for you or anyone. If we say one wrong word, he might snap and kill us both. We'll tell him the truth. It was an accident. No, please. He doesn't have to know. They drove off. We can blame someone. The
5: truth isn't that bad.
4: It's not how he'll see it. You're overreacting. You don't have to see him outside these walls. He doesn't know your address.
5: Let's just sit. That yeah, he does. Thank you. Coffee will help your nerves.
4: I'm not a monster.
5: I didn't say you were.
4: I've taught Sunday school. I volunteer down at the library twice a week. I donate blood. I mean, I'm not the greatest living being on the planet. I know Gandhi.
5: Neither was Gandhi.
4: I'm being remarkably well-behaved considering the circumstances. I'm entitled to my emotions. I'm going to stay mad. I should sue him, I'd have a case, but I'm going to be the bigger person.
0: Good for you. I warned
4: him, but he just sat here on his high horse playing the victim card. Bethel brings him, Patty digs around in her purse, locates her phone. Your boss? I had to call out, he's probably pissed. You can take it. No, no, I'll call him back. This is more important. I keep trying to change that stupid ringtone. Even when it's bad news, it still makes that happy sing-song noise, taunting almost. The phone starts buzzing and vibrating instead. Patty grabs it again. Damn it, I, I can't get this thing to go on silent. Take a deep breath.
5: Did you get a new uniform? Looks nice. Same one from last time. Oh, well, it's a good color for you. What is happening right now? Uh, just uh, making small talk. I thought you were staying angry. I
4: can be angry and make small talk. I'm very good at multitasking. Well,
5: if you don't mind. Shh. From her desk, Kim pulls out a thin sheaf of mismatched papers stapled together. What's that? Handbook. Looking for guidance, anything honestly. Now your doggy Bible. A few months back, my former boss had a heart attack, and the next day, someone from county gives me this handbook and told me this was my office, and I've been trudging along ever since. You shouldn't have had to do that alone. Ugh. Everyone does the best they can with the circumstances they're given. That's um. Nice. That's a nice sentiment what I've been telling myself to make this shit bearable. I, excuse my language.
4: <laughs> I have a cursed jar at home, filled with quarters. I Try not to in front of the kids, but. Corinne barges in holding a tissue box. Shit! I jumps.
2: Just me. I
4: thought it was uh whatever. Jumpy. No, I'm angry.
2: Oh, I thought you were Patty again.
5: I, who are you anyway?
2: Front desk girl, remember?
5: She helps out with the animals in house too. She's an important asset.
2: I also fetched tissues apparently.
5: I don't need a tissue. Uh, okay. Corinne offers Kim a tissue instead.
2: Your jacket, a little...
5: Kim looks down. She quickly wipes her arm and tosses the bloody tissue in the trash can. She removes the jacket and hangs it on her chair. Patty is staring.
2: Did you end up calling Mr. Hansen?
5: Problem isn't really his anymore. I don't think it ever really was his.
2: This is it. I should probably get back to sign. Then uh, no one's covering the phones right now. If
5: you could stay, I would appreciate it. Sure. Graham grabs a mug and pours. Patty takes a sip of hers. Okay. This coffee isn't half bad. Made it myself. <clears throat> Harvested the beans and everything. Really? Is this the climate for it? Sarcasm. Oh.
1: Huh.
4: <laughs> you are a person.
2: Of course, she's a person, you weirdo.
4: No reason to be rude.
2: You no know, one sounded surprised. She's a human being. I didn't mean.
4: She's hard to read, is all. Yes, of course, you're a person. I also
5: have thoughts and opinions. Sometimes they're not as loud as other people's.
2: Kind of closed book. Oh, and you're so
5: approachable?
2: Like me, I'm delightful.
4: You must hate having to bite your tongue while everyone's yelling at you. What are you trying
2: to do right now? Just talking, filling the
5: silence. Some silence would be nice.
2: One doesn't like small talk. Well, what other
4: choice do I have?
2: You could always just listen to the dogs howling. How how
4: (laughs) And I'm the weirdo.
2: Me being weird doesn't make you not.
5: Corinne wrinkles her nose in Patty's direction and moves away. Why are you looking at me like that?
2: Like what? Like I'm
4: guilty of something.
2: It's just my face.
4: Uh, That's just her face. No, you're judging me.
2: I don't like the small cigarette. Calm down.
4: I don't usually smoke. So, front desk girl, you're the one who never did anything when I called?
2: What was I supposed to do?
4: Something, anything.
2: What's your... I haven't done anything to you. I brought you tissues.
4: I'm sorry. I just keep expecting him to barge through that door. Is he coming? I've left a dozen voicemails. God, I wish he was here already.
2: messed up, lady.
4: Didn't anyone teach you manners? What is taking so long?
2: You're making her anxious.
4: How could she not be? You're staring at me again. Why are you staring at me?
2: My eyes have to look somewhere. I can't just stand here with my eyes closed.
4: I swear none of this was intentional. It was instinct. Mothers have a primal... It's a thing. I read it. It was in National Geographic or something, an article about these women in Africa who, it's in our DNA, so I didn't really even have a choice. It all happened so fast. It was all, okay, you need to
1: calm. It was
4: self-defense for my family. I did what I did. No one can blame you for trying to protect your family. But even with all that, it was my fault.
2: Wasn't it?
5: Please. Please. Just...
2: Stop it. Calm down. It Maybe
4: it was intentional. I keep wrestling it around in my I head.
2: just said it was an accident. I
4: don't know anymore! I've hated him for so long I wanted to get back at him, defend myself something. I have been so sick and tired of him walking all over me. Was this how I... I don't know. I don't know, I don't. Just tell me if it was my fault. If we can all just please, please just tell me. What do you want me to say? Damn it, look me in the eye and tell me. Jesus Christ, what the fuck is wrong with
5: you? It was your fault, okay? It looks like you purposefully did it because you don't like Dan. And that's probably half true. He doesn't look like a nice guy. He gets on your nerves. You wanted a reason to hate him. And trust me, Dan is going to see it that way. He's going to look into your eyes. He's going to know how guilty you feel. And guess what? I can't do a fucking thing to stop him. I've got no power. I can't even get my own goddamn staff not to talk back. And you, none of what I said made any difference. People won't fucking listen. They're just so fucking selfish all the time. It's all about your needs, and who gives a single fuck about what anyone else wants? So keep fighting. Who knows what he'll do? Maybe he'll retaliate, or maybe he'll do nothing at all and let your own sense of guilt eat away at you and destroy you from the inside. Who knows? Who fucking knows? I don't know what to say. This is a nightmare. Most people don't do this to me. Most people file their complaint quietly and usually the problem fixes itself.
4: I guess we're not most people.
5: You are most people. You all are. It's just that you're acting like you're not. Like your problems are so special. Like this is some epic battle of good versus evil. You're just people. People have problems and people find solutions. There wasn't a solution. There was one. I just didn't find it, and that's on me. I should have, I should have just let them euthanize him when I rescued him. You rescued him? Years ago, middle of January. Seven dogs had already frozen to death when I got there. Our in-house vet saw how skinny he was. That leg, the bone exposed, and and recommended we put him down. But I believed in him. I knew he was going to be difficult, but he was a fighter. I could tell. He was shivering so hard when I picked him up. I thought I could do something. I thought I could give him a better life. This wasn't it. No, it wasn't. What
6: are you talking about?
5: He was raised in pain, and he died in pain. But
2: he was happy. You said so yourself. He was happy, even if it didn't last.
5: You should have let him die in peace. Will
2: you
4: shut up? All This all could have been avoided. For years, that man has he harassed my mom. family. She! Oh my God! Oh my God! That's why you never did anything. That dog and your own pit bull, you sat idly by, let Mark and I, and who knows how many others, suffer Get this up! whole time while I was agonizing over this right here in your office. Screamed at me for being to blame, but you won't even point the finger at yourself. Admit it. What do you want me to admit? Admit that you could have done more. That you should have done more.
2: Responsibility, lady.
5: I don't need you to defend me, Corinne. I
2: don't let her push you around.
5: I'm not. There is no easy answer for whose fault this is. That's not an admission. Don't
2: listen to her. He'll be mad at her, not you.
5: It doesn't matter. He'll be mad. Who knows where it'll be directed? I just know it. He's going to. He'll retaliate. I feel sick just thinking about it. Corinne heads for the door.
2: I need to get out of here.
5: Please. I can't do this by myself. I need you. Stay. Corinne stares at Kim for a moment. Perhaps truly seeing her for the first time. Corinne remains. Thank you. You're right, Corinne. Complete transparency is the only option. Reconsider, please. Reconsider. No. I've made my decision. You will respect that. I'm going to tell the truth, and so are you. Patty's phone goes off. She jumps, then ferociously works on turning it off again. Jesus Christ, listen. I need you. If you stay calm, then I'll be calm and we'll get through this.
4: I'm not usually like this, okay?
5: That man, he
4: knows that he's in my head, so he does this on purpose. He does not need confrontation now. He needs compassion. I have compassion.
2: You can't be compassionate to everyone, then I'd say you're not compassionate
4: at all. Are you showing me any? Why is he
6: like
4: You get angry all the time after a while, it's just who you are.
5: Angry.
2: mostly just seems
5: sad. Sad is no excuse. In this tiny little corner of the universe where I have any control over anything, you're going to do what I say. Outside of here, go ahead, kill each other. But but be kind here today. Fine.
4: But if I have to tell the truth about what I did, Then I'm going
5: to tell the truth about what his dog did.
2: You're gonna spit it so the dog is-
5: Transparency, Corinne. It's only fair. He was barking, lunging
4: at my daughter. Five years old, my sweet, precious. Do you know what it's like when your child calls out for you like that, in that voice? Your life, who you are as a person, You're not just yourself anymore. There are these tiny defenseless creatures that are you, but they aren't you. So you can't always be there to protect them. And when they call out to you in a voice so small because they're too terrified to remember how to scream when that happens, something else takes over. Before the ambulance came, my children, my son ran inside to get napkins, my daughter, her hands. That's something you don't forget. The rest of their lives, every time they think of me, in the back of their minds, they'll see me on the ground. So why am I the bad guy here?
5: you are. Dan enters without knocking. His face is a mask of untamed grief that has yet to spill over. Kim and Patty both stand, having forgotten his imminent arrival. Corinne, the closest to the door, backs away from him. Mr. Stanley. The three women become acutely aware of how cornered they are. Dan stands there alone, breathing heavily, looking like he might snap at any
1: moment. Is it done? Where is he? In the
5: back. You don't want to see him. We made him as comfortable as we could
3: I want to know what happened.
5: This morning there was- I
1: want you to tell me. Look me in the face, you. No one else. Tell him. I'm not angry.
4: Well, I am.
5: Patty rips off her jacket. On her left arm a bloody bandage. Patty peels it off, revealing a pulsing purpling wound.
4: See what he did to me? I warned you.
1: This is on you. Yes. It is. There was a storm.
4: I was outside with my kids. We were picking up sticks that had fallen. He got loose. He was all alone. I couldn't grab him, and he was in my yard barking at my kids, my kids. And I ran in front of them, and there was a branch, and I picked it up, and I hit him across the face, and he lunged right at me. His teeth got... You see what he did to me? I hit him, I chased him off, and he ran into the road, and someone was going too fast, and the streets were slicking up.
1: You
3: know he was abused.
4: Yes, I know
3: used to get hit all the time.
4: He was barking and he Thugs got- bark. He's got that face. She thought he was going to attack. He did attack. Heat of the moment, anyone would have done it. Don't stand there and silently judge me.
3: Not, sounds like a tough situation.
4: Why aren't you angry? Why aren't you lashing out at me?
3: What would be the point?
4: The point? I must be losing my mind. All you've ever done is antagonize me. And now, is this some sort of twisted mind game? Are you going to break into my house in the middle of the night and try to...
3: Is this so wrong? Of... Just let me grieve in silence?
4: Well, what am I supposed to do with that? How am I supposed to handle that?
3: What do you want from me? Forgiveness or judgment?
4: I don't know! Not this.
1: You did what you had to do.
3: He should... He was a bad dog sometimes.
4: No. Why would you say that?
3: No, he was.
4: Doesn't matter what I think
3: a bad dog.
4: The car drove off. I ran into the road. He was lying there alone. So small, so impossibly small, just looking at me with those eyes pleading and I didn't even remember that he had just bitten me. I just pet his head to comfort him. Some small comfort, even though his back legs His whole life barreled toward this one vicious moment of absolute clarity. He licked my hand so gently, looked up at me confused like he was asking why he deserved this, this unbearable, ungodly pain. Why did I have to? Whose
3: decision was it to euthanize?
5: Um, I made the decision.
1: Quality of life, huh?
5: Thank you. This was his last chance. He bit a person. He would have had to be put down anyway, even if... There was no coming back from this.
3: <laughs> Nursed him back to health once already. I could have done it again.
5: Half his ribcage. He would have lost his two back legs. There was nothing we could do. There was too much pain. I could barely lift him into the truck without I did my best, Dan, I promise. I couldn't wait any. There wasn't time. Okay. You worked your fingers to the bone. I know you did.
3: Life is... Just a series of catastrophes, made small by comparison. My mother used to say that to me. You take the catastrophe and you make it livable. I always thought she was being dramatic, but I guess she knew what she was talking about.
5: I took the call. I thought it should be me. I couldn't put him in the back of the truck. No one deserves to die alone, I couldn't. I couldn't be in that room to see. I, I came back here and I sat at this goddamn desk and... And pulls out an old collar from her coat pocket, places it on the desk.
3: You can devote so much of your life to something, and it can make no difference.
5: More silence. Even the dogs have stopped barking. What do you
6: need?
1: Nothing.
5: I don't know what else to do. After an achingly long pause, Dan makes a sudden movement towards desk. Kim and Patty flinch. Dan grabs the collar, retreats to his chair. He sits in silence for a moment.
3: Never liked this weather. Always raining, always stuck inside. It was a summer pup. Loved the sunshine, just running, you know? Just moving. Cause maybe he spent so long chained up. He just wanted to run around, and just leap up and try and catch the sunlight the way it would. I thought we'd have lots of sunshine left.
5: He dissolves into heaving sobs is ugly, pitiful, ludicrous, and without shame. This is a man who hasn't cried in front of anybody, but he doesn't care. Patty looks away. Kim wants so desperately to stand and go to him, but she holds back. Neither of them can do anything, until Corinne, a stranger, walks over and, in a small display of comfort, puts her hand on his shoulder. He weeps at the touch. Corinne bends down until she's on his level.
6: Blackout
1: and show.
0: Let's hear it for our actors. Show some appreciation for what was an amazing performance. Author, author. Okay. This is Chandler Hubbard.
1: Wow,
0: uh, I think we're all still reeling from that. That was really very impressive. It's amazing. <clears throat>
8: Always gets me.
7: Oh. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying, to catch the sunshine, man. That that's just kills uh, every time. It's that that line. Yep.
1: <laughs> Listen, we were held a springboard <laughs>
8: two days ago, Nancy's, I
6: getting.
7: Go ahead, Adam. There this two days ago, I was a wreck the whole time, and today I was kind of holding it together until Aaron landed that one that I was just. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <just> done. Gotcha. <laughs>
0: mm. We have a message posted from Ian Tal. He says, "Clap, clap, clap. <laughs> All right, one more clap. Yes. <laughs> He's a real theater aficionado, so that's high praise indeed. <laughs> so Aaron, um, what it, this this was an am- amazingly deep performance. Um, how did you prepare for it?
3: Or Dan yeah oh, goodness, um, going through and just kind of finding where he 's coming from, like what made him so god awful to all these people what, where, what on earth got him to this point, but all of a sudden he 's this this case that he can play with now he 's got this dog that he can rescue. So I, I don't know that I actually have a, a very specific, because I've been thinking about it for a while, and I haven't really been able to nail it down. If we were going to do this a long run, know, yeah, that would, be, that would be definitely something I'd want to peg. I'm curious what Chandler actually had for him, frankly, because I, I don't, I don't want to toss out stuff that isn't, that isn't uh, I don't know, canon here.
8: Uh, well, we've had very... I think the third or fourth Dan that we've had. Because um, we, we did a, a version of it like three years ago, and then we did a professional version uh, last summer, and then we've done a couple readings. So you're not the first, the first Dan. Um, I think everyone has sort of uh, approached it very differently. Um, and I think, I think it being over Zoom also has a very different uh, effect. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: I was really curious, actually, about the Zoom effect for the audience. Um, just, just from a performance aspect, it's it's very strange because there's some great laugh lines in here that get, <laughs> they get nothing, and it's it's hard. It's like that's funny. That's I'm sitting here laughing on mute because that's funny, but they're not hearing that. So yeah, it was. I I miss that. This virus needs to get the heck over with. Period. I'm done. <laughs>
8: You hear that? Yeah. Aaron just said it. So now it has to
3: happen. That's right. (laughs) Get out. (laughs) Let me let me know how that works. Mm. Go outside. Wear your masks. Oh my god. Take care of yourself.
1: (laughs) So I
6: I was gonna say I found this very interesting. Um I volunteered with animal rescue for over a decade and to me Dan in some ways is like Corinne. There are a lot of people in animal rescue who are not very good with people, but they are great with animals. And I think my interpretation of Dan was, you know, like a like a Tootsie Pop, right? He's like hard on the outside and squishy on the inside. Um, but for a variety of reasons, age, gender, physicality, he's he his behavior is interpreted much more malevolently than corinne where it's just like you are so rude but in many ways they're peas in a pod
3: i'm gonna have to start taking notes as a uh as a as a candy type from now on i think that I, i'm gonna have to roll with that one <laughs> it's <laughs>
1: awesome <laughs> well but uh,
0: the dad would then be the pit bull, the misunderstood dog <laughs> so
5: yeah, and it's like, what what makes someone a bad dog or a bad person? What makes somebody unapproachable? What makes somebody worthy saving? Even with Corinne's job being on the line, you know, if she, if she was a better dog, she would be more adoptable. Or, you know, like if you're looking at it from like the literal, like parallel there. And yeah, it's, you know, it's, we're we're all we're all a little bit of that animal, and I, I think recognizing that no one in this no one in any story that I find interesting is a villain because everybody has their reasons. Nobody sees themselves as you know. Slide, Snidely Whiplash isn't a real character, <laughs> like or if you know the, if there is something from Snidely's side, then there is a really good reason why he thinks he's the hero of his story. And so much of this story is about people not understanding each other or not picking up those dog social cues in, in the dog park. So I think,
6: I think Dan thinks,
5: I think everybody thinks that they're doing the right thing and ultimately in not hearing each other some,
1: there's a big loss. I
5: just summarized the entire, <laughs> we can all go home now.
3: You wrote my book report for me, thank you.
8: <laughs> also, if anyone wants to see the dog that this is based on,
3: he's right yes, here. Yes, show the dog, show the dog. Of
6: course we one. do.
8: He's dog. Look at, look, at look at the screen. Look at the
6: screen. look at me. Yeah. Yes,
7: sir. <laughs> and now, now to be clear, that's... that's Jasper is the proverbial golden doodle uh, in the story.
8: I I was not aware of that. Cool. Mm
1: -hmm. Facts were changed to protect the innocent. Very (laughs) good.
0: Does anybody else from the audience want to give um, Chandler or the actress some feedback?
6: So I'll jump in again. I thought the performances were phenomenal. The script was really good. Um, the, only, the only moment that I wondered is, I feel like there's quite a bit of time before Dan's entrance in that last act. And it builds a, a tremendous amount of tension, very, very well. But I, I wonder if maybe it goes on just a touch too long.
3: Yeah, Chandler, let me back on stage earlier. Come on, man.
8: <laughs> yeah,
3: this original
8: script I think was like two and a half hours long mm-hmm. without an intermission. So uh, we've we've definitely been paring it down with each each new iteration. I definitely think um, hopefully a cool like
0: ninety minutes in the future. It's Love going that. to be seventeen minutes long. Seventeen minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to work backwards to attempt and to play that you're going to start submitting to festivals.
2: (laughs) It's hard on Zoom, too, because a lot of the, sometimes there's a little bit of lag time in terms of us, like, overlapping and moving. So I think on Zoom, it's a little hard, and it's always going to seem a little
0: longer. Well, that's understandable. But it's all we have for now until we're back into the real world, and... I don't know. I kind of like the format to develop and workshop new pieces. Um, I think it it gives work a chance to be seen that would normally um, make it on stage uh, right away. So um, it's a good way to attract attention. Well, I, thank I just
3: you. like, if I may, for just one second, I just want to say, note to all the rest of the actors, thank you. This was a lot of fun to play with you guys. Yeah, so,
0: same. Thank
2: you.
7: Yeah, I was so pumped when I found it by each and every one of you. Uh, but it, when, when I found – when I was there on that, on that Zoom call when Chelsea asked Aaron to read for Dan, and I, <laughs> I, I, I geeked. Like, I was like, oh, my God, good idea.
3: That app, go on, get out of here. <laughs> what can I say? Yeah, no, you guys, are, you guys are great. Thank you. That was tons of fun. So I'm sorry I had to be a belligerent butthead, but hey.
0: You're genuine. really good at it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Blame Chandler. He wrote it.
3: <laughs> well played, well played.
0: <laughs> Thanks everyone so much and it's almost nine o'clock so I'll cut you guys loose, but I appreciate every single one of you and thank you so much to Chelsea for directing and Chandler for providing us this amazing work.
1: Thanks guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. For more
0: information about Quarantine Players, visit our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash Quarantine Players. As Shakespeare said in Julius Caesar, if we do meet again, why, we shall smile. If not, why then, this parting was well made.